Blog Talk Radio. Well, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Uh, this is Angela Payson from Grace Through Faith Worship Center, and I'm here today, and we're going to uh, begin our session, our intercessory prayer. I hope uh, that you will join us every Saturday and just stop by and just get refreshed in the things of the Lord and that we become diligent about praying and seeking the face of the Lord. You know, it's so important for us to pray and seek the face of God. And intercessory prayer is one of the things that the Lord has laid on my heart to for us to to uh to come together as a group of believers and to uh show our faith with the Lord and just understand that he is God and that he wants us to come to him and just worship him and to praise him and to pray and to put him first. And the scripture says the kingdom uh of God is not meat nor drink, but it's righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. It's doing what is right in the sight of God. And there's peace and joy in the Holy Ghost when we do that. So I just encourage you today to to step out in faith and begin to pray on a daily basis. Begin to lift up your voice before the Lord and begin to put him first in your life. And if you've been doing that, then step it up. Because the scripture says that, you know, the cares of this life will choke out the word of God. And I would say that the cares of this life will choke out not only uh, the cares of this world will choke out so so much uh, in your life, it will choke out your belief system, your ability to trust the Lord. It, it just creates this distance between us. And so that's why we need to have Jesus uh, in every action and and things that we do in this life, we need to bring the Lord into it because it's so important for us to do that. And and we need to get out of tradition. I think that so many of us, we get traditional and, you know, we go to church on Sunday, we, we touch base, and we feel that that's what we should do. And, and I'm not saying that that's a, not a time for us to fellowship, but we need to understand that that's not the only time. We need to fellowship with our brothers and sisters on a regular basis, and we we should desire that. We should chase after that. We should run for that. We should have a passion about that. And we should also uh, have a passion. We should have a drive to fellowship with the body of Christ. Anytime the doors are open, anytime that we can be there, that should be our our heart throb. And when we're not when we're not there, there's a coldness in our heart, uh, and a distance in our hearts. When we have so many other things that are more important than the Word of God, than the people of God, and the fellowship that we 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 have with one another, because we are strengthened and refocused back on what is important. You know, our our minds cannot uh pick up for so much and we can easily get distracted uh and get our minds off of and our hearts off of the things of the Lord. And the enemy is uh so cunning in that those are areas that will build up uh, unbelief in our spirit man, in our hearts. And we don't want to be people who don't believe God. And it's in those trying times, you know, in times of transition, in times of um, challenges, health challenges and things that people may have, that the strengthening of the body of Christ is what gets us through. And so, but we have to check our own self. We don't need to compare ourselves with anybody else. We can just say, Lord, what about me? Where am I at in my personal relationship with the Lord? Am I on fire for you? Am I driven by my relationship with you? Or am I cold towards the things of God and would rather look at TV, would rather look at um, the la- the latest news, would rather 
uh, spend my time doing all of these other things than what Jesus is commissioned us to do. And so I'm just encouraging you today, even as we have shifted gears and, and just been promoting, uh, beginning to promote uh, this uh Saturday morning uh, intercessory prayer, make it a point to to sign in and listen and take a few minutes for Jesus, you know, and and make that a part of your your um just make it a part of your day. And it's amazing how more smoothly your day will go, and you don't have these contentious things going on because you've allowed the peace of God to rule and reign in your heart by doing what by literally taking the instruction that Jesus said and putting his kingdom business first. And so many times we hear it, but we're not practicing it. We're supposed to practice the presence of God. We're supposed to practice what uh, what thus saith the Lord. And when we practice it, when we put it into action, then we can see the results of what um, of what he has for us. And it not it is not always going to be convenient. You know, we sometimes Christians we gotten too comfortable and um if it's not convenient with our schedule or it's it's something new that's kinda out of and we've already made quote plans, you know, I think that, you know, the hardness of the heart again. Um, how flexible are you? How willing are you? How passionate are you? Um, and then you, and then that that determines your own, um, how you know, just your relationship with the Lord is just where is it? It's cold. Your relationship, not my relationship. Your relationship is cold towards the Lord. It's not convenient. It's not. It's not fitting into my schedule. I got other things to do. So you kind of, I kind of step that back and I reflect. And I try to make sure that that my relationship with the Lord is one that I really desire from my heart to spend time with the Lord. I'd rather do that than to do anything else. And when I'm not there, I just say, Lord, check my spirit. What has overwhelmed my spirit more than spending time with you? What is overwhelming me and taking me away from you? Um, in my life, and I'm not saying we don't have responsibilities, but while we're doing balancing our checkbook and paying bills, we should take Jesus in with us. He shouldn't be left on the doorstep or the post step waiting for us to finish our, quote, business here on earth. He should be alongside of us in every step, everything that we do, we should take Jesus with us. He should be a part, he's not only a part of our day, but in our day and driving our day and driving the passions that he has put in us. So, Lord, Father, we repent for not putting you first, for not sincerely saying, Jesus, come into my life, come into my heart, be number one, and I will practice your presence on a daily basis, on a minute-by-minute basis. I won't take... Uh, time out and just be in the flesh because so many of us of us claim to be matured Christians, but a matured Christian is not a carnal Christian. A matured Christian is not one that's fussy and frustrated and argumentative. You're immature and you're carnal, and that's just a fact. It's not. It's not. It's any. That's nothing less than that. And Lord is saying that we are supposed to grow up in his holy faith. We're supposed to be exhibiting the spirit of love, the spirit of gentleness and kindness, because those are the things that will draw other people to to the presence of the living God. He said that in his word. He said that's what draws us. And it, we cannot draw people by being argumentative, fussy, egotistic, wanting to have our own way and then claiming we're we're all this in a bag of chips and we're Christians. No, you're you're a Christian but you're carnal and the spirit of God is not flowing and being exuberated exhibited in your in your personality and in your character. And so it makes for a um a hard pill to swallow when someone is uh, uh, trying to be reached by the gospel when they can't even see it through you, through you, your lifestyle, your your voice, your 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 personality. Your personality literally should be changing to look more like Christ 
But if it's still more like you, then there's an issue. And so as we just repent, say, Lord, it's been more of me than it ever has been of you. I'm not kind and sweet and gentle, and I'm not showing the love of God where people can be drawn to you, not me drawn to you. And we just put that on the shelf. We just put that there and say, Lord, teach us to be gentle and kind and full of loving kindness and where people can hear our voice and it's kind and it's sweet and it's gentle. You know, I was reading this morning, and I'm going to read this uh, about the compassion of Jesus. And you got to you got to remember, somebody's compassion, they're surely not argumentative or hollering and screaming and, and carrying on. Um, if you're compassionate, people will be compelled to come to the Lord. And I think that's what's at stake. And I think that the, the devil is so slick. He said, well, I can. you can be a Christian, you can be going to heaven, but if you're going to be a stinker on earth, then nobody will come uh, come to know the Lord, not by you anyway. And so, so we have to really recognize those areas in our lives that need to be submitted to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And then say, Lord, you teach me to do those things. And the Lord would teach you to do those things. He'll even teach you to be a giver. You know, in the natural, most of us are not givers. But as you begin to allow the Holy Spirit to flow through your life, you're more wanting to give than you are wanting to receive. You're looking to uh, to to be a person of kindness as opposed to being a person um, who is contentious because that's the flow of the Holy Spirit. And when we want to stop the flow of the Holy Spirit, we're really stopping the move uh, of God to really save folks because he uses those those uh, characteristics that he has to draw people to himself. That's what he does. He doesn't use contentious attitudes and grumbling, mumbling, complaining to draw anybody. Matter of fact, people are going to run away from you because... They don't want to be around that type of uh, spirit or that type of attitude. And that's just a fact, and we can accept it and just move on and just live life the way we want to. But then God said, well, I had asked you to be more sweet, gentle, and kind. And you said, well, I didn't refuse to do so. Well, then all of those people that you could have reached, you can't reach because you refused to do the word of God. Look, we have to decide to do his word or not. But he's going to move on. He he has the work to do. He's not going to just be stuck on you. You'll live your life. He'll give you the years that you're supposed to have, but you won't fulfill what God has called you to do because, quite frankly, you're not being obedient in some of the small things that he's asked us to do. So one of the things the Lord is showing me, of course, there's a lot of things in here uh, in this book that I'm reading. It's a devotional called Touch Points for Women. And uh, I'm going to read. We read Joy last week. And so following joy in this text is kindness. And it says, what should, why should I be kind? Okay, that's an interesting one. It says, Zechariah 7 and 9 says, this is what the Lord of heaven's army says, judge fairly and show mercy and kindness to, to one another. And Ephesians 4 and 32, it says, be kind to each other, tenderhearted. Forgiving one another just as God, through Christ, has forgiven you. Now, God's saying, hey, I forgave you. And just as I forgave you through Christ, I need you to be kind and tenderhearted and forgiving towards your brothers and sisters in Christ. It says be kind because God has been kind to you and asks you to pass it on to others. It is a way to show others his love. And that's what I mean. I, the Lord said we will draw people by the love. They, people will be constrained. Paul said he was constrained by the love of God. And one of the attributes of the love of God is to be kind. And you have to ask yourself, you, you have to look at your life and say, am I on a daily basis just kind? And you can't ask yourself. You have to ask somebody else who's interacting with you. Are you kind? Last week we talked about joy, and this week we're talking about kindness. Because as we're kind, as we're doing good deeds for people, not just good deeds for people in the street and people you don't know, anybody can do that, but people that are in your uh, sphere of influence, your coworkers, your family members, when we exhibit kindness, then the love of God can be shown 
and shed abroad in our hearts. And it is a supernatural thing that will draw people to you. You know, if you're in a grocery store and you're kind, and it's nothing you should flip on and flip off. It should be something that just pours out of you all the time. And so these are things that don't even cost anything. You don't have to spend money to be kind to someone, to say a kind word to someone, to encourage someone, to to build them up, to to prophesy to someone, to tell them they can they can they can do this. That's showing God's kindness, which is an attribute of His love for us. And so um, Matthew seven and twelve says, "Do to others whatever you would like them to do to you." If you expect others to be kind to you, you must be kind to them. So we want to exhibit kindness, and that is an attribute that will show the love of God, that people do care about you, that, you know, this world can be so cold and people can be so indifferent and um, and not just blessing the people around us and blessing humanity. And you feel it feels good when you bless other people. And it's showing also that you can be a giver. You're, you're showing that you are a giver. God is a, he's a hilarious giver. He is one who wants to give. And he chuckles and laughs when he is able to give and then that you receive it. So I'm just admonishing you right now. Father, we thank you right now for those who are on the line who haven't exhibited kindness. Maybe they haven't felt uh, other people to be kind to them. But as they sow seeds of kindness, they in return will reap seeds of kindness. And as we do that, then other people will be drawn to us by the kindness that we incur to others. As we just be tenderhearted to people, tenderheartedness, to be gracious to people, to honor those who are in authority over us and to honor those who who walk alongside of us, to to, to build them up and encourage them in their faith, they will be drawn by the power of the living God to love and the love of the Lord that's in our hearts. And, and then God can see the manifestation of these gifts. And we have to understand the, manifest, the, manif, excuse me, the manifestation of these gifts really operate by the love of God in the truest sense of, of really allowing God to be, to be God in your life. And so one of those attributes is just to practice being kind, being kind and being loving and loving and learning to love on someone. And to do that, then you must be a giver because you're going to give of yourself. You know, sometimes you need to wake up in the morning and you just say, Lord, who do I need to bless today other than worrying about my situation what I need today and how I'm not as close to my goals, how can I bless someone today? How can I give of myself to someone today? So you have to practice that, especially I would say if you didn't grow up in a home where that was being exhibited, then you have to make it your business to do that. You say, Lord, I want to bless someone, and I'm not looking for anything in return. So your heart is pure. And then God will honor that, and you learn to be a giver. And life is so much sweeter, so more fulfilling when you are allowing yourself to exhibit the power of his love through giving, through being kind. You're releasing something in the spirit when you give. And so that's why sometimes when we talk about finances and you're giving, it releases something. You may not be able to give a lot of money, but if you just give a little bit, something, anything, you're releasing something. You're planting a seed. A seed can then grow into something. But if you don't give up it, you don't give up yourself, you don't give up your faculties, you don't give up the things that you have, you don't pick up the phone and just talk to someone and say how you're doing, you're not giving of yourself. There's nothing can grow out of that. And so I'm just encouraging you, two attributes of the Holy Spirit is to be, uh, last week we talked about joy, this week we're talking about just being kind because God has been good to you. He's been so good to you. He's been a kind God. He's been tender-hearted towards you. 
with all of the faults you have, he's been good to you. He hadn't even looked at your sins. He He's thrown your sins into the sea of forgiveness. And he said, you know what? I just like her. I made her. I made him. And I like them. And I, I'm going to love on them. They are my sons and they are my daughters. And I'm going to be kind to them just because I can. And what I'm saying to you is because God is doing that to you, then you should be able to turn around and say, Lord, I want to show someone else the goodness of Jesus. I want to show someone else your kindness. And I don't have to wait till my situation gets perfect in order for me to do so. Matter of fact, what I'm telling you is you need to up your game if you're in situations where you can't do a lot. Because that's what the enemy wants you to do. He wants to say, well, when I get things in order, no, things will become in order and 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 uh, be, begin to move in the right direction when you start to just give. You may not have a lot, but you give. If it's financial, the Lord may say financially give to someone. The Lord may say to, for you to, to go help someone, a neighbor, reach out in the community and to help someone. But we as Christians need to learn to be givers, and when we're giving, we need to be kind and show the kindness of the living God. Father, I thank you right now that you will stir up our hearts, Lord God, to exhibit the character of Jesus Christ. Lord God, in these last days, we are to be wise as serpents, but harmless as, um, I mean, uh, wise, as, as the scripture says, wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Lord, we we need to we need to understand that you are calling us, Lord God, to these great things that seem to be minimal in this world system. And so, Lord, you you're calling us to be kind. You're calling us to have be full of joy. You know, people look at you when it's like, why is she so happy? And then you can begin to tell them about the goodness of Jesus. Why you're so happy? But if your countenance is not happy, if you're bogged down with all the cares of this life, you're not a good witness to anyone, and no one's going to be drawn to you to ask you about anything that's going on in your life because you're despondent, you're depressed, you're not you're not full of the joy of the Lord. And so last week we talked about being full of the joy of the Lord. But this week I'm saying be full of kindness in your heart and drawing yourself out of yourself to touch other people. Just be hilarious. You need to do what the opposite of what the, the devil is expecting for you. He's expecting you to crawl up in a hole and, and just don't come out and don't do things. But you should be hilarious about doing things for Jesus and declaring who he, he, who he, who he is in the earth. Amen? So, Father, we thank you right now that we decree in today, today that we are going to be kind that we're going to be full of joy, that we are going to be givers, O oh Lord, of ourselves, of our resources, of what you've given us, Lord God. And we may be short on finance. We may not know how to how we're going to eat the next, uh, pay our bills or the next uh, uh, meal that we have, but we're going to find our way out of it, Lord God, by doing the opposite of what the enemy is expecting us to do, and that is to give to be givers of ourselves, to ask, how can I serve you? Instead of asking how someone can serve uh, you, ask how you can serve someone else. You say, can I help you with anything? Is anything I need to do for you? And then if, then make sure that your heart is right. Say, Lord, I, I know how you serve me. I know how you provided for me. And if anybody needs any help, I want to help them. I want to give to them. I want to show your goodness and your kindness, Lord God. I want to show the mercy of Jesus on this earth, and I want to be sincere about it. I'm not looking to get anything, Lord God. I'm just looking to give because the season and the time is short on this earth, and if people are to see Jesus, they're going to see Jesus through us. And I don't want people to say, oh, well, I don't see Jesus. I didn't know she was a Christian. Lord God, don't let that be said of us. Don't let that be said of us. So, Lord, we just repent right now and say, Lord, we haven't been kind, but we're going to be kind today. We're going to find someone to bless. We're going to find someone to share the gospel with. We're going to find someone to meet a need today. We're not going to be selfish with our day today, Lord God. And as you begin to do that, it, 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 will, it will get to a point where it will be contagious 
You know, it's just something that just flows out of you. And your life with Jesus here on this earth will be fulfilling, fulfilling. It just won't be you going through the motions. It will be exciting every day because you are looking for ways to bless someone else. You're looking to, to see a smile on someone else's face. And that is truly being a giver. Some people want to, in the church, we want to limit it to just giving in the basket. But if you can come early and clean up the bathroom or you can clean, you know, years ago when I was at another church, I served almost in every capacity in that church. God was teaching me to give, to give of myself, to give of my faculties. You know, I did everything from change people's, uh, uh, the baby's diapers, to standing in front of the uh, 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 pulpit, I mean a pulpit, but standing in front of uh, people to teach. But I was willing to do it because I was at the house of God. And in the house of God is refuge and strength. And I recognized that it was more than just a building and a a, uh, uh, people coming. It was real for me. And so I, I committed myself to serve that place that saved, that was a catalyst to saving my soul. And so I, I, I had a heart to serve, and the Lord gave me that heart. And I pray that people today that's listening, that God gives you a heart to serve, not out of animosity or just because just somebody said to do it, but that God bubble up in your spirit that you have a sweet, sweet spirit to serve and to serve the body of Christ. And nobody has to ask you. You just want to do it. It should become something, that thing should come out of your belly. It should come out of from your innermost being. You should understand that that is something that should come out of your innermost being. And if it's not, then you say, Lord, help me to have a desire from my heart, from my heart to serve, from my heart. I want a passion to serve your people, Lord God, because I know how much you have blessed me. I know what you have done for me in the past, and I don't forget those things. I don't forget the testimonies, oh, God. I don't forget how you healed my body. I don't forget how you, how when I was confused, you straightened my mind out, Lord God. How when I was sad or depressed, Lord God, you filled my heart with joy. Lord, let me not be so short so short in my thinking and my processes, Lord God, that I forget your goodness. Hallelujah. We're not to forget the goodness of God. And so that's why tomorrow even the pastor has asked us to bring testimonies. You know, we don't forget what God has done for us. He has done so much for us that we should put it all over the billboards and and in our hearts and just remind ourselves of how good God has been. And he's brought you to this place. And he is faithful. He is faithful. He is faithful. But he's asking us. To give, He's asking us to give of ourselves. He's asking us to serve the body of Christ and to serve, serve those who are in the body of Christ and to serve one another and to reach out to those who need a word of encouragement, who need to be uh, uh, equipped and built up in their faith, who need to know that God loves them with an everlasting love, and he loves you. And we are his sons and we are his daughters. I talked about that last week, that we need to recognize that we are his sons and we are his daughters. And he wants us to be close to him as a whisper, as a whisper. And some things, that means that we're going to have to rearrange our schedule, that we meet. We need to meet with Almighty God. We need to spend time with the Lord and fellowship with him until we feel his presence, until we feel the breakthrough, until we feel our faith build up. Big as the mountains that we see, until it's strong, until no one can deter us from what God said to us, that we are not afraid, that we're not frustrated, with what's happening in our lives, that the joy of the Lord will be our strength, that it overflows out of our belly and into our circumstances and situations, and we're not deterred. We can't allow our minds be ungenerated and, and not have be full of the word of God. 
We can't be so solemn to understand that God is on the throne, that he is working it out, and he is working it out, and we need to trust him. We need to trust the living God. We need to know that we can trust our Father, that he is faithful in every circumstance, and we need to learn to be content in whatever state we may be, because we know that this is a temporary situation that we may find ourselves in. And so we don't want to be murmuring and complaining and frustrated as if we don't believe God. I believe God, if he can heal people, if he can walk on water, surely the situation that I find myself in, he can change it around. And so that just means that your heart has been distant from the Lord, and you just need to build yourself up in the most holy faith, encouraging yourself in the Lord, and then begin to do for others. That's the quickest way to get yourself off of your get yourself and your mind off of you as as you begin to serve in a hilarious way other people. And so I'm encouraging you to do that today. Finding someone on a daily basis to encourage other than yourself to 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 give other than yourself and to proclaim the lordship of Jesus Christ and watch God move on your behalf. Watch God move. Some people, they can write cards and send letters. Uh, let God give you some creative ideas on how you can pour out of yourself and give of yourself on a daily basis to promote the gospel of Jesus Christ. Don't let a day go by that you're not doing and promoting the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is what we live for as Christians. And what happens is we lose sight of that. We get busy with the cares of this world, and it literally chokes. Choking means it takes the life out of something. Well, what it's doing is taking the life out of you because you're consumed with the cares of this life. He said that he, if he would take care of the raven, a bird, if he's making sure they get fed every day, surely he can take care of you. And we have to take that, those words to heart. We have to take it to heart and settle in our minds and in our hearts that Jesus said it, and I believe it. Father, I thank you right now. Lord, I thank you that you settle the issue, and we believe it in our heart. You settle the issue that you would take care of us, Lord God, that we don't have to worry ourselves to death about the next meal, the place to stay, the money I have in my pocket, the bills that are piling up on my desk, Lord, you said that you would provide. And so today, Lord God, we settle in our hearts and our minds that your word trumps the circumstance. Your word trumps the bank account. Your word trumps what's in my wallet. Your word trumps what I'm feeling in my body. Your word trumps Anything that is coming against me, your word trumps it, and I believe it, and I settle in my spirit, and I'm standing on it. And then what you have to do is don't sway. See, some people will come into your life, and they will uh, speak a word to negate the word of God, but that word literally is on its way to produce something. It's, it's in, in the spirit realm, it's on its way to fulfill God said his word, it will, fulfill, it will fulfill itself. It will fulfill itself. His word is full of life. It will come forth. It will produce. But we have to hold on to the word. We can't take the word and dig it up and then look at the seed and wonder why the seed is not growing. And wonder. No, we have to put it in the ground and allow that word of God to reproduce and it will grow, and it will reproduce. That's what it's intended to do. So whatever word you need to stand on for your situation, you take that word and you bury it in your heart. See, the seed of the word has to be planted in your heart, and as it's planted in your spirit, man, 
it will grow and reproduce. Amen. Amen. And so we don't take it, a lot of times we don't have any word in our heart. We don't have any word to stand on. The word comes and it's planted in our heart. And then it changes our mindset because we're saying it. And then our mind just say, oh, okay, we believe that. That's what you said because it's coming from your spirit, man. And that's why it's so important for people to understand when you're reading the word, it's a heart thing. It shouldn't be a head thing. It's a heart thing because the mind of Christ is really from your heart. It's your heart. It's your heart saying, I believe God. It's my heart that's saying, I know he won't turn back on me. And his word is true. He's not a man that he should lie. He has no motive or intention or any reason to lie. That's what that scripture means. And you got to grapple with that. You got to sit back and sometimes I take the word and I reflect on that. And I say, yeah, why would God lie? The enemy wants to lie to you. But what, what in motive, what intention does God have to lie? Then you have to settle back. You know, God's a good God. He's a God that comes through. He's a God that I don't have to see it before I can believe it. I need to believe before I see it. And I can settle it in my heart that he is true, that he's going to take care of me, that he's going to provide for me by his word. He said in the scripture, by his stripes, I am healed. I don't have to figure out how the healing is going to occur. I know his word is true. And I can stand on that. And I can believe it. He can reverse any condition. The enemy, the, the devil, the doctor can tell you got this condition. And, you know, quite frankly, you're going to have to say, whose report are you going to believe? And the scripture says, we shall, we shall believe the report of the Lord. All you have to do is not quit. If you quit, if you don't quit, you win. Amen. So, Lord Father, let us not be those who will be weary and well-doing, but we are to pursue and run this race with passion. And for those of us who have lost our passion because, quite frankly, the cares of this life, people bombard you with all kinds of situations, that's why it's so important to steal away. Father, we repent. We haven't stolen. We haven't gotten away with you uh, to to listen to you and, and just 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 get ourselves quiet before you, so we can hear your voice, so so we can hear the sweetness of your voice, the tenderness of your voice. See, this world is harsh and hard, and if you just listen to their words all day long. It will put stones and rocks in your spirit, man. You'll be hard. You don't even know why you're hard. You don't be grumbling and mumbling and complaining, frustrated, don't even know why. That's why, because you haven't spent that quality time with Jesus to the point that he melts your heart, to the point that he's there and the presence of God just just, just overwhelms you. And you know that I've been here all along. I hadn't left. I've been with you all this time. But you've been distracted. You've been distracted. You've been worried. But you need to come to me, and you need to allow me to comfort you, and you need to let me show you how good of a God I am. And so, Lord, I just pray for those who are on this line. Father, we just lift you up right now. Everyone that's at the sound of my voice, I pray that they understand that you are a good God that you're a good God and you're a good God all the time. And we have an enemy that is waging war against us, but you said in your word that we have the victory, that we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. And so we declare and decree today that we are more than conquerors as we lift up the name of Jesus, as we draw close to you, Lord God, as we cry out to you, Father. Abba, Father, we cry out to you, Lord God, and we love you, Lord God, and we declare that we will hold on to you, Lord God. Even in this trying times, Lord God, and things are all around us that saying, Lord God, you're not there, but we know that you are, Father, 
and we thank you, Lord God. We thank you that even the smallest situations that we may have, Lord God, you're there. We thank you, Lord God, that you changed the heart of man, Lord God. We thank you, Father, that we have favor with you. Favor with you, Father. Favor with you, Lord God, and with man. And we thank you today, Lord God. We declare and decree, Father. We thank you, Lord God, that you will renew our strength. Our strength is renewed by listening to your word, by meditating on your word, speaking it over and over and over and over again. We're just saying, Jesus, 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 over and over again. We're allowing our hearts to be saturated with you, Lord God. We won't let the enemy speak to us, Lord God, and deny deny us of our inheritance. Lord God, our inheritance is in you, Lord God, is peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. It's peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. And you need to get up and you just need to laugh at the enemy, saying this this is the best you got. This is the best you got. You need to let the enemy know that I'm on to you and I'm not going to allow you to steal anything from me. I'm not going to allow you to steal my joy. I'm not going to allow you to steal my peace. I'm going to praise God. I'm going to believe God. Anything that I want, anything that I've dreamed about is a God idea. I believe in God to come to, for, for it to come to fruition. And you know what? God will. God will. But we have to annihilate our unbelief by studying and reading the word of God by studying and reading the Word of God, and then meditating on the Word of God. I remember years ago, this uh, uh, person I church, he would, he would literally memorize Scripture. And I would encourage you, just begin to memorize the verses and, and the words. He would memorize whole chapters. And some people say they have memorized the whole book. And I would guarantee you, if you're spending time with Jesus and you're memorizing chapters and verses and books, you don't have you don't you haven't given the enemy any square footage in your mind. But at least we can begin in small baby steps to memorize scripture. And the Lord said in, in our trying times he will bring those words to our remembrance. But we're not meditating on the scriptures, then how can he bring anything to our remembrance? He can. And so I'm saying starting off in January Spend some time in the Word, and one of the things I'm doing is I'm studying the Gospels. I'm studying the Gospels, and I'm going to study the book of um, John, Matthew, Luke, and I'm beginning to study the Gospels, and I encourage you to read it from cover to cover. Read it, read it, and read it again, and let it get into your spirit, man, because that's where we are strengthened by his Word. When we know, thus saith the the Lord God, it's a powerful thing. It's a life-giving thing. It produces life in us. But when we don't spend time with the Word of God, I mean over and over and over again. I'm not just saying read it just casually and hope oh, hope things change in my life. I can move on with, 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 um, with things. No, God wants you to sincerely read His Word, to digest His Word, and to be full of His Word. And I guarantee you things in your life are going to be changing around in spite of what other people may say and think, you know. And I can testify to that. I've had situations where people say, this is, this is just not going to work. And, and, you know, God turned that thing around. And so I'm a believer of God. I believe in his word. I'm just not a believer hoping to get a ticket to go home to be with him. It's much more than that. He wants us to have an abundant life here, here on earth. But he also wants us to share that abundant life with other people. Other people need to know about Jesus. Other people need to know his love. Other people, other people need to know about his tender heartedness and his kindness towards, towards them. They need to know that. And you are here to show forth the kindness and the joy and the love of Jesus. And so I'm encouraging you today to do that. I'm encouraging you to do that. Lord Jesus, um, I just want to stop right now, and um, um, that's that's all I have for today, that the Lord was just, just impressing on my heart, 
And so one of the things I want to just close out in prayer, um, next week I'm going to try to get the chat room going. I think it works. But if you have any prayer requests, like I said, you can send it to uh, gtfwc at verizon.net or you can send it to taya.angela at verizon.net. And we do pray. So if you have some specific needs, we can pray for you about those needs. And I also... um, I'm going to leave it like that because I don't want to put people on the air unless they, they just want to. I'll talk about that later. I can uh, click you on, on the air, but um, then it will be public. So I would prefer if you have personal um, situations and things like that, just call us and we can we can pray with you. I mean, not call us, but just uh, send us an email and we can pray for you. And uh, then we'll work out the kinks with uh, on-the-air situations and things like that because some people want to, you know, actually have be prayed for in private, and we, we respect that. So um, that's all I have today. I think that um, as we continue to progress with, with uh, intercessory prayer, God is just going to bless uh, you because, you know, anytime you can be built up by the Word of God and, uh, God began to speak uh, through the mouthpiece that He's using. You can be, you can only be blessed. And so, one of the things I'm challenging uh, those who are on the line today, between today and tomorrow, begin reading the Book of John and read the first few chapters. Try to read two or three chapters today, and I know it bless your heart and uh, allow God to begin to minister to to you. So I'm going to close in prayer. Father, I just thank you right now. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your passion towards us. I thank you that we understand that we are your sons. We are your daughters. We are not orphans, O oh Lord. You paid a heavy price for us to be adopted into your family. And we belong there, Lord God. We are the apple of your eye. We are part of you. You died for us, Lord God, on the cross. Every sin that we have committed, past, present, and future, has been covered in the blood of Jesus. And through that, we have eternal life. You have taken care of the death issue. So we need not be afraid of death because we will never die. You're going to give us new bodies, Lord God, when we transfer from this life to the next life. We're going to forever be with you. And for that, God, we're eternally grateful. We're eternally grateful. And we thank you, Father, for that. And we love you, Lord. We thank you for anything that we're going on now cannot compare to our eternal destiny where we'll be home with you, Lord God, singing with the angels, understanding who we are in you. But right now, God, you've commissioned us while we're here on earth, Lord Jesus, to destroy the works of the devil. That's included in our own household, Lord God. You called us to destroy the works of the devil. You called us to destroy his works his works of death, destruction. Lord God, you've called us, Lord God, to to that most holy calling. And we receive it and accept it, and we are overjoyed to be a part of building your kingdom here on earth, seeing people set free, seeing people taken out of bondages, being restored, being happy, being overjoyed at the halaboshiti, at the goodness of God, Lord God, you're just telling us to make the playing field straight again, that people are not in bondage, that people are not sick, that people are not destroyed, that families are not broken. Hallelujah. That the love of God flows from one door to the other door, from the ceiling to the floor. It's just the love of God is pouring out. You're wanting us to manifest the kingdom of the Lord that is to come. And so, Lord God, we we acknowledge that. We receive it. We even repent for us being slowful in our walk with you when it comes to the Great Commission. 
because that's what we're here for. You've left us here on earth after we got saved to proclaim the Lord Jesus Christ, to be a part of commissioning those who don't know you to know you, Lord God. So we repent for any slowfulness in that area, O Lord. We thank you right now that you will give us passion, give us drive, give us the compassion for those who are lost, who need to know you, and who need to be discipled, Lord Jesus. So we're going to start with the book of John and disciple in ourselves, Lord God. Begin to read your goodness. Begin to read the miracles. Begin to read the love story. And then, Lord God, as it burns in our spirit, Lord Jesus, we thank you that it will begin to burn in other people's spirit as well. And so far, I just encourage, I admonish us, Lord God, to be steadfast, unmovable in our faith with you, Lord God. And as we do so, Lord God, it will drive us. It will literally push us and propel us to the kingdom of God that you want to have here on earth, a manifested kingdom, not something we just talk about, but something that's manifested in healings and financial miracles and things just in the overflow, Lord God. And I know it's going to happen, and I see it happening, Lord God. In spite of, Lord God, you're going to turn up the heat. In spite of, Lord God, what this nation may think they're going to go through with prophetic signs and wonders and healings and miracles, Lord God, it's just going to turn up the heat, Lord God. We're going to see people getting healed on the street. We're going to see the power and the, uh, and the move of God, just the, the, the presence of God is going to be so strong. People are going to fall out under the power of the anointing, Lord God, and we're praying for revival. We're praying for revival in this country, and we know it's going to occur, Lord God, as it's stirred up in our spirit, man, as, it's st as we are stirred up, Lord God. And I thank you, Father, for it. I thank you for those who are faithful to, to call in and to be uh, just be faithful, Lord God. And as you're uh, they're being faithful, Lord God. I pray a special blessing upon them, Lord Jesus. Just encourage their heart today that you're still on the throne and you're in and you're doing things, Lord God. Things are happening, and we thank you in Jesus' name. We pray, Amen. I encourage you to be at Grace Through Faith Worship Center tomorrow. We are having services at 9:30 to 11. We're going to uh, celebrate Pastor's birthday. Amen, and we're going to just fellowship and have a good time. So we uh, hope to see you there, and God bless you. Amen.